Hollow Cult, we all know that the internet is not a safe place, especially when you're in our line of work. We're constantly looking up nefarious conspiracies, putting out FOIA requests, looking into dropped FBI files. That's why we here in the Hollow Layer trust our ISP to express VPN. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when we're at home, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. That's right. We don't need any more of our information floating around out there. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't be seen with any of the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting it 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption out there. ExpressVPN is also available on all of your devices, phones, computers, tablets, even your smart TVs. So there's no excuse as to why you should not be using something like this when it comes to protecting yourself and protecting your data. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash hollow one, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash H-O-L-O-1, expressvpn.com slash hollow one to learn more. back to the hollow sky podcast um i am one of your hosts steven and i'm the other one kyle and we're tuning into you this week because we didn't tune into you last week because with sickness and whatnot we decided to take a week off that being said it's the beginning of november so i hope everyone had an exceptionally awesome and spooky halloween and a safe one at that yeah it's pretty fun got to take the boy trick-or-treating Oh, that's dope. Yep, he was a cat boy. I got to work, so I was a coal guy. Nailed it. <laughs> it wasn't that fun, <laughs> and I didn't get any candy. It was really cold this this time. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a lot colder than I anticipated. Sarah said we didn't have very many trick-or-treaters, which 
sucked, but with it being cold, I don't blame them. We did get a lot of compliments on the decorations of the house, though, so it's cool being the spooky house. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, we didn't have any decorations out. <laughs> I have no room for all that stuff anymore. It's cool being the not spooky house, too. Yeah. My kids had a good time. Uh, Maddox went as the rake, which was exceptionally creepy. I got a picture I'll post up if anybody wants to see it. That's awesome. Everett, he's a little social butterfly now in middle school, so he went to his first teenage Halloween party as a soccer player, which is just him in real life, so he didn't put a whole lot into that. (laughs) (laughs) But shout out to all the kids that had a good Halloween. Again, hope everyone had a safe and fun one. So now we're going to jump into the business. You can check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just hit us up with the Hollis guy. Drop in, say hi, leave a scary story, chat with all the other people in there, leave us something funny and just do your thing. Speaking of leaving scary stories, Kyle, how are they going to do that? You can't. Okay, then. No, I'm kidding. You can uh, call us at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow or you can use your voice memo app on your smartphone, record it, and then send it over via email. And the email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Also, for our listeners who use the uh, Apple iPhone podcast app, hop over there and leave us a rating and review. Uh, five-star ratings in that come with a review, we will shout you out on here. We haven't got one in a while, so call to arms, people. Leave us a rating and a Let's review. get it. That'd be dope. And today we're going to do something a little different. We got an uh, influx of listener call-ins for Halloween. So we're going to put together a little listener personal experience episode for you all. So we will get into that shortly. But first, Kyle, the floor is yours. Right on. I just uh, got some exciting news. My sister being the greatest that she is, went out and got us alien cans. Yeah, I posted them up last night on the uh, socials. Yeah, it was, it was super rad. She she lives in Arizona, and I'd messenger, messaged her a little while back when I found out they were out and asked her to keep her eye out for them because we couldn't find any around here, and there's not much you can find worth a damn in Illinois anyways. And she said she would. And then she uh, she surprised me and sent the uh, it in the mail the other day, and I got it when I got home from work. But she went from where she lives in Phoenix all the way to Nevada to pick them up for me. <laughs> That's awesome. As an early birthday gift, and she got me two stickers, some alien beef jerky, and a, a super rad shirt. Is it made out of alien <laughs> jerky, or is it made out of alien cows? I think I, I'm under the assumption it's probably cows now. You know, extraterrestrial you, cows. Yeah, delicious. I mean, that makes sense, right? That's what I, that's what I took from it. But not only that, she has gone above and beyond and took in some of our stickers, which uh, I, you know they've been posted, and she slapped them on stuff out there near extraterrestrial highway and shit like that so it's just super rad that she went so far out of her way to get all that shit for me and then it kind of pissed me off and i'm gonna talk shit oh damn here we go just like i did on my instagram taking the scab off the wound that's right and uh so you know you figure with all the stuff that she she uh 
got for me. She she at least spent forty bucks on just the stuff that she got, and then she had to pay an extra like twenty something bucks to get it shipped to me. And whoever the dick was at the post office, you just straight Jim carried like Ace Ventured the package that shit was in. Like, Dick. You, yeah, you just kicked the box all over the place. Exploded one of the fucking cans. They probably drank it. I hope they did, fucking assholes. <laughs> but they went out of their way to destroy it, then blew up one of the cans. It ruined both the stickers, and then, of course, got beer all over the shirt, but we can wash that out. And it dented every single can in there. And the post office, being... As awesome as you guys are, you cut the label off the box, the shipping address, taped it to a new box, and then slapped a sticker on it saying might be damaged, and then delivered it to my fucking house. It should have said is damaged. Yeah. I mean, come on. And these are, I'm assuming these are limited time things that she went so far out of her way to get, and then you deliver them busted as hell. With a sticker that says might be damaged. It's like... Is damaged. Dude, you know it's damaged. You know you jacked this up. Do something to make it right. It's it's annoying when people <laughs> don't take pride in their, their job and everything else. And It's like, come on, man. This is your job. You got one thing to do. Not bust packages to shit. But no, you don't care. You're getting paid that government money, so... And this was Kyle's Angry Minute. Yeah, that was my rant. I apologize. This is going to be a new uh, <laughs> section we're adding to the show, Kyle's Angry Minute. Yeah, get me fired up about something. You're going to hear all types of awesome phrases. But, yeah, that was super dope that she went out of her way to not only get you a bunch of cool shit, but also plug the show yeah. out where the UFOs are abundant. Right, and I... You know, like I told her, she she kept apologizing that they were damaged, and oh, I'm like, shit, it ain't her fault. No, it is the post office's fault. USPS. So just talk shit on them if you guys want. But that's a dope ass birthday present. Like, yes, yeah, I was super that's like stoked. a one of a kind kind of thing. Absolutely, I was super stoked. I was like, I love them, even though they're dented to shit. You know, it was just I don't know. It's just one of them things. That it it meant a lot to me that she went that far out of her way. When I told her, I'm like, you don't have to. I was like, you're you're crazy for going that far out of your way. Still dope. Yep, I appreciate it. So thank you very much. Now that Kyle's blood pressure is high, we are going Let's to... chug some monsters. <laughs> we're going to get into <laughs> some of the listener experiences that have been submitted. It's been a while since we did... Oh, actually, we've never done just a straight listener experience ep- no. episode. So this is going to be a new thing. Yeah, we got some stories we're going to... Well, we got one to read and then a couple call-ins. Yeah, going to queue it up, see how it goes. Yeah, and then we'll break them down, talk about them. And maybe throw some of our own experiences in there, seeing what time we have left. Right on. So if you have any experiences you'd like to share like these we're getting ready to get into, please get them to us. You can message them to us on Facebook. You can call us in, like we said earlier. You can record them on your phone and email them to us or just email us. Any way you can get a hold of us. If you have something you'd like to share, please do. Because we definitely look forward to listening to all these, and they are pretty freaking dope. Absolutely, and and from the collection that I've got from people I've talked to about the show, everybody seems to relatively like the format so far. You know, hearing 
hearing some listener stories and then us kind of break like dive into a subject and explore it with you guys. It seems to be working really well. It's a pretty good time. Yeah, we enjoy it a lot. I have fun. For sure. We're going to start out our call-ins tonight with our friend Josh from Georgia. He took the time to send us in a encounter. Uh, he is also the host of the Cryptid Chasers podcast. If you guys got time, want to check out some creepy stuff from down south, totally check him out. Yep. Thanks for all the love, too, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, guys. This is uh, Josh Grizzle from the Cryptid Chasers podcast, and I actually had a story that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, something that happened to me, um, also it was around 2015, um, and what reminded me of it is the part two of the Skinwalker Ranch episode. Um, when you were talking about the floating blue orbs, I've actually seen something pretty similar. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily the same thing, um, but I was driving one night, it was probably about 11 o'clock, and I was driving um, down one of the main roads. This, this happened in uh, the city of Byron, Georgia. It's about an hour and a half south of uh, Atlanta. Um, I, was, I was driving, and it was dark, and all of a sudden, floating on the side of the road, it was a, it was a blue orb, but it was almost like a bluish-green gas. And my my first thought was ball lightning, but you know I've I've looked it up after that. I did some research and just it didn't look like ball lightning. It it and the way it moved was weird because it would like stop and slow down and then speed up. So it was kind of floating along the side of the road. And was as I drove past it, it shot in front of my car, went in front of my car up over a church um, that was on the left hand side of the road. It kind of just went up and over and just flew off into the distance and I can't explain what it was. I don't know if it was some sort of like alien ship thing. I don't know or if it was just some like ghost. I mean, I guess it could have been ball lightning, but it just, to me, it didn't seem like it didn't look like ball lightning because it was, it was a, it was majority blue and then around the edges, it was like a green gas look now, and I, the reason why I said I don't know that that's necessarily the same thing that you guys were talking about with Skinwalker Ranch is because the description of the blue orbs you were giving, what, like it was filled with liquid, almost like a glass ball filled with liquid, and that's not what this one looked like at all, really. But just the blue orb aspect of it reminded me of what I had seen. Um, so I just want to share that with you guys. Maybe you all know something that I don't know about that sort of thing. Maybe you've heard something like that before. Um but just keep up the good work, guys. Love the podcast, and I'll talk to you all later. All right. That was Josh's call. And, man, let me tell you, I love right out of the gate there, you were talking about seeing it and it going away. And I love how you were just right off the bat, like, I don't even, I don't know what it was. Is it, it's, you know, is it an alien thing? I, I love the direction. I'm, I just love it because – you know, somebody else could have been like, you know, could it have been a drone or this, that, and the other? No, we ain't trying to hear none of that stuff. <laughs> it was alien, bro. I uh, actually talked to Josh a little bit on Facebook after we got the call, and we went on about it. I like how he kind of did his own research a little bit here. 
You know, he went for sure. He went with ball lightning because if anybody sees an orb of light, that's usually the first thing people shout out. Yeah, ball absolutely. Which is extremely rare. It's, it's probably yeah, just it's as rare crazy, as seeing anything rare. else. So he did his research and kind of looked that up. The next thing I kind of thought of trying to eliminate all the natural possibilities was swamp gas because people see balls of swamp gas that emit their own light. So I asked him, because he said it was kind of gaseous in right, uh, yeah. structure, if he lived uh, near any swamps. Because I'm not real familiar with Georgia, anywhere pretty much south of Atlanta. And he said he did not. There, uh, Granted, there are swampy areas in Georgia. He's he's not anywhere close to it. So we kind of eliminated that as well. Right. Another thing that got me is as I was talking to him online, he said that it moved with a purpose. Like it was sentient and intelligent it was it looked like it had somewhere to go that's what i was gonna which bring is, up yeah was which just is, like skinwalker ranch stuff. is bizarre you know yeah. so i don't have any idea what it is it um, could... the only question i would have for you and it i i'm assuming i'm just gonna go ahead and assume that it's not even a fair question but i'm just gonna ask it anyways you know you described it as it was sitting alongside the road moving back and forth um then you've seen it go across the road and over the church. Now, when it crossed the road or when it was sitting there or went up and over the church, it didn't actually project onto the church. So, i.e., it's not somebody shining a light on things oh, yeah, and moving it across the road. Yeah. You know, I, I do not believe that this is what you're describing, but just to throw that out there, because, you know, by you saying it went in front of your car, I would assume that, you know, you're in your in your mind, if it would have been on the ground, riding the ground or going up the wall yeah. or whatever, you know, you, you, you would have kind of had the same impression. Like if it was someone with a spotlight, it would be exactly. on the ground exactly. as, and on the church as opposed to above the ground and exactly. in the church. Exactly. But, but like you were saying, <coughs> and how he was saying it moved with the purpose, I mean, it sounds just like Skinwalker yeah. Ranch stuff there, man. Which makes you wonder if these things, if, if there's a ton of these things out there, if it's just one thing that's moving across the country. or Yeah, I mean, to me, like the best description or the best idea I could come up with is it's some type of... It's got to be some kind of energy of some sort. Energy slash like a... I almost want to envision it as like a probing device, you know, something that's out there, kind of like a, like a recon drone type thing where it's out there just kind of investigating checking stuff out maybe i don't know also i don't know if i uh ask you josh did it did it seem to like interact and be aware of your vehicle did it like go out of the out of its way to not interact with your vehicle you know what, a good I'm, question. Like, what i'm asking i'm just curious to know if it was like aware of you and your surroundings as you were aware of it because you said it moved with a purpose like it was headed somewhere was it completely oblivious to you passing by or did it did it do something to maybe show that it knew you were there? Yeah, because that would that would definitely make it self aware. It would make it creepy <laughs> for sure. But whether it be a drone or a some type of energy thing, it would make it at that point. It would be self aware. It would be aware of everything around it. Yeah, you know, oh shit, something. You know, a car's coming. I gotta avoid this. Fact, I mean, the fact that it moved over the church and knew yeah. it had to. You almost anticipated being able to interact with physical things or else it would have passed right through the church or some shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, thanks for your call in, Josh. Definitely weird. Odd, odd little experience there. So thanks for sharing that with us. See anything else down there? Make sure you let us know. 
Our next call-in is a local call-in. And I'm just going to put it out there as anonymous because in the call-in, she didn't mention her name. So we just want to let you guys know, if you want to re remain anonymous, you can either let us know in the uh, call-ins or in the emails. Just I would like to remain anonymous. And if you don't, feel free to put your name in there or let us know. We can throw your name out. But this is a local one here to Jerseyville from anonymous. Yeah, and if just to, just to top that off... Um... If you do not include, like in this recording, she did not put her name in the beginning of the recording, so we're not going to go out and go ahead and put her name out there yeah. for her. We're just we're just going to anticipate that you want to remain. Yep, remain exactly. Honest. So back in 2010, 2009, somewhere in there, my husband gave me a call that he was broke down in Alton, living in Jerseyville. So it was it was night and it was raining pretty hard. So I got in my car to go get him, and as I'm driving down 67, right about Del High, I see this tall, long, gray-haired thing walking alongside the road in the rain. And I'm not sure what I saw, really, aside from that. It was raining pretty hard, and I just kind of caught it in my headlights as I passed it. But... Anyway, I didn't stop. I kept going. And I kid you not, I, I told my husband about it. And he got to looking at some Bigfoot stuff that following Monday while he was in a break between classes at the college at the time. And come to find out there was a Bigfoot hunting group around this area. And some of the encounters described a creature with long gray hair. Anyways. Like I said, I'm not sure if it was Bigfoot or maybe just someone walking along the road covered in long gray hair or trick of light with the ring. But it was just weird, and I thought you guys would be interested. Anyway, love the show. Hope all is well. Can't wait to hear more. Thanks. Bye. Hey, thanks for your the story on this long-haired gray it's a creature. Yeah, I, say that. I would go ahead and second that vote, but... It, Ironically enough, if area is semi-correct, that's not far from where I've had all my experiences. Yeah, and... It should literally be right up the road. And, interestingly enough, a lot of our other local Bigfoot stories come from vaguely the same spot, within the probably the same 10-mile radius. Yeah. They all come from there. Where my son Everett had his experience was right down the road near it would have been off 109 but now down near clifton terrace which isn't that far no not at all um uh when brandon's son had his experience it was right there near otterville which isn't that far no it's all within the same local like a 50 area. square mile also if that far no, probably not even that far also interesting is the gray hair which you don't hear of a lot in bigfoot encounters but it seems to be kind of prevalent in illinois if you go back to our Illinois cryptid episode, some of the stories, pretty much all the stories I shared with the bipedal cryptids, minus the anteater one, all talked about having white or gray hair, which is, is kind of out of the norm for it is weird. Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, Bigfoot sightings are more of like a earthy tones. Yeah, you know, browns and Yeah, exactly. And Things like that, that would significantly help them blend in. Now, if... I don't know that gray would help all that much in our area. 
Minus it would the in the winter. In, yeah, in certain times of the year, for sure. But, Which makes me wonder if maybe they change color. Do they do they shed? Mm, you know, do they, do they grow a coat every winter like a dog or some shit? That would be very interesting. But uh, this brings me to a story I have my own that I don't share a whole lot because I kind of wrote it off to me being super tired. But almost in the exact same spot in probably 2005, I worked midnight, so I had to be at work at 11 in the night. So I'd always drive in later at night, right? So I was driving in one rainy night, almost probably the exact same spot she was talking about. People who are local to the area, as you're going south on 67, right where it splits onto 255 and becomes four lane, in 2005 that wasn't there 67 was all just two lane but it's the same general area you go down that dip <clears throat> anyway i was driving in and it was raining and off to my right hand side i swear i saw this tall hairy creature it wasn't gray it was dark but i don't know if it was because it was late at night and it was raining right anyway it was reaching over the guardrail and it looked like it was picking up roadkill like, That's messed up. like scooping it up and i'm uh, i'm like man i am really fucking tired tonight <laughs> so i just kind of wrote it off like whatever i'm just gonna keep driving if that dude wants to eat dead shit that's his own deal so i just kept driving didn't really mention it to anybody but hearing her story from the same area kind of got the wheels turning again that is crazy man it, just, it was bizarre it was just reaching over and it, i don't i don't know what it was dead possum whatever it was but it was scooping it up like it was taking it home for lunch so in that general area there is a pretty decent sized wooded area too yeah. i mean it's there's not not a whole lot going on out there no there's really not and it, that general time they were probably getting ready like when my experience was they were getting ready to bring 255 through so there's probably a lot of surveyors and shit going on out there yeah. maybe had it up and up in arms moving around and stuff i don't know it's just weird that they're probably in almost exactly the same spot yeah it sounds near, identical right past delhi Del yeah because mine was right down the road yeah which also makes me wonder is Bigfoot a scavenger? Would it eat dead stuff? Ah, uh, there's a ton. Dude, there's so much conflicting information on that stuff. Because it probably gathers berries and stuff and probably eats humans, but does it eat dead things? One wouldn't think so. Oh, no. Vultures do. Yeah, and I mean... A snack's a snack, dog. A bear probably would, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Coyotes do. Depending on... The level of it being I actually dead. probably know some humans that would. Oh, probably. Yeah, so that's not even a question. Weirdos. So anyway, definitely thank you for your call. We love getting local calls because we can we can relate to the area and like like just happened just now. Sometimes we have stories that correlate with your story. So any of our peeps listening out here in the six one eight two one seven, hit us up with some stories. We know you're all seeing creepy shit, so just call us. Or the three one four. Yeah, that too. It's awesome. Just call us and we'll share it. Our next uh, listener encounter is coming from a different outlet. It actually comes from Reddit. I posted our uh, links up on Reddit, and this person sent us an email and said that they would totally be okay if we shared their experience on the podcast. I'm not going to mention their name, but I will mention their username because it's dope. So this is from user. Piss on usernames. <laughs> Nailed it. From Reddit. My experience. Hello, I'm new to Reddit, and if I'm posting to the wrong place, please let me know. I'm just looking for answers or someone with a similar experience to what happened to me 15 years ago. I'm posting using mobile, so please excuse any typos or errors. This is quite long, but I want to paint the picture that has haunted me so I can find any answers. Now with my story. 
In 2004-2005, I was around 14 or 15 years old. I lived in the country of Southwest Virginia, and it was the, I was the typical country boy. My mom and stepdad had recently let me start raccoon hunting by myself. That's what I was doing that night. As the sun was setting, I took the dogs and left our hunting grounds maybe two miles away on foot. Same as I had done before. When I got to the spot, I turned the dogs loose and waited, but they didn't open. This is nothing out of the ordinary for a few minutes. After a half hour or so, still nothing. And this was kind of strange, as we didn't have the best coon hounds, and if they didn't find a raccoon scent, they'd strike a deer or a rabbit or something, but they didn't do anything. I began walking around calling for them, but I didn't get any response. When I noticed a red glow from the top of the ridge line emanating from the holler. Now this place is way off the roads, just forest, cow pasture, no electrical power anywhere around. My first thought was it was a farmer maybe clearing some brush and had a fire going, so I went to investigate and check to make sure it wasn't a forest fire starting. As I get close to the top of the ridge, I get a sense something's not right. I started to notice there was no smell of smoke in the air, and the glow was not flickering the way a light from a fire would be as the flame danced up and down, but what was really off was the color was not the warm orange-red light from a fire, but an intense bright red. The best way I can describe it is how a stoplight would look on a corner casting a dark or casting an eerie red glow on everything, or possibly brake lights that was the same color, except the amount of light I would be seeing would require probably 50 vehicles lined up. First, I thought it was a field party that was happening, but I heard no music or noise. I was staring, trying to find an explanation for what it was, but I couldn't think of one. That is when I got really scared. I was carrying a 20-gauge single-shot shotgun with birdshot, but I happened to have a few shells of buckshots and slugs. I quickly loaded the slug and held two buckshots in my hand and prepared to defend myself. I turned and left for the long way home, sneaky as quiet as possible on the edge the enti- on edge the entire way back. When I got back, I told my mom and stepdad what happened. My stepdad scolded me for leaving the dogs in the woods. He thought I got spooked or left or was just lazy and didn't want to go after the dogs. Or that he just didn't believe me. The dogs did make it home for breakfast by the next morning, FYI. I went back to the holler the, in daylight the next day or two looking for any evidence of what I'd seen. I looked hard, but found no burnt area from a fire or no fresh tracks from a field party. Absolutely nothing out of the ordinary. About a week after this happened to me, I woke up in the living room, or I walked into the living room, and my stepdad jumped up, and he said that he had seen the red light too. He had been hunting, not in the same place, but fairly close. He was standing with his lights off when suddenly, without a sound, he saw three bright flashes of light that lit everything around him, enough to read a newspaper. That was the last encounter we had with the red light. Part of me regrets not walking the extra 25 yards over the top of the ridge to another part, or to see it. Another part of me is happy that I didn't. Has anyone else heard of or experienced a bright red light like this? So, from our Reddit friend, piss on usernames, thanks for letting us share your story. Yeah, we appreciate it. (coughs) And I don't, I honestly don't have too much of an explanation as to what this could be. Um... Because like you said, it was a large, large area of red light. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, a, I don't remember what episode it was, but a couple back, my wife told me one night that she saw a red light come through the window, but it was accompanied by like a high pitch noise, and I didn't hear it or see the light. I mean, now given I was trying to sleep, so I had my eyes closed. <laughs> I ain't dealing with this right now. Yeah, but... Um, I didn't hear the noise or anything like that. And that that's the only time I've actually had any experience with that. Now, 
yours seems a whole lot more ominous than what mine would have been or my wife's would have been. It's definitely bizarre. Yeah. I think personally, I think that curiosity probably would have got the best of me in that situation. And I probably would have crested that hill. I would have at least like army crawled up there and like got a peek. Yeah. I would have been, I definitely would have been scared. Hollow cult summer is here. So you know what that means? Paranormal investigations and cryptid hunts abound. But before you do that, you're going to need some good clothing. So we're excited to announce another month partnering with Tecovis. I feel like at this point, it's it's mandatory to have amazing clothes while you're out cryptid chasing or ghost hunting. Because with Tecovis, every boot you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. And nothing says like you're there for business, like walking in in a pair of snakeskin boots. And with it being summer, like Steve said, they also have some sweet short sleeve moisture wickening pearl snaps that are definitely going to put you on the next level. And if you need to carry some stuff, like all your, your ghost hunting gear, you can use their ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags that are always going to get you where you need to be. And to keep cool, they also have men's and women's straw hats. So you're definitely going to want to check them out. That's perfect for keeping the sun off your head and getting getting sunburn up there. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova stores, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop all the latest styles. I personally... I'm waiting for the cryptid lineup where I can get me a pair of like Loveland Frogman skin boots, maybe some Loch Ness oh, Monster. Oh, yeah. Imagine that Loch Ness boot. Smooth. Smooth. But until then, you can visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com podcast. Well, I know um, for a fact that whatever was over that hill, I'm not outrunning it, so that's I true. probably would have just accepted my fate. That's true. Yeah, I'm not outrunning much either. But yeah, I think I think I, I think curiosity would have got the best of me, man. I think I would have climbed that hill and looked. Like, oh man, I don't know if I would or not. I'd like to think that I would. Like sitting here in the confines of my house, reading somebody else's experience, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll go check that out. But yeah. I feel like if I was out in the middle of the woods, my dog, by yourself. my dogs ran the fuck off. They're they're not any help. And you see that weird shit. Granted, he did have a gun. Yeah, 
That would probably be the one. Not a very feasible one, though. The one variable that would boost my like my braveness, so to speak. But I don't know. I might have. I don't know. It would, it would have been that dancing thing where you would have been like, "I'm going home." <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to look. I'm gonna. I need to know what it is. You, you know. If I if I would have went and looked, I probably would have just crested the hill just enough. <laughs> nope, <laughs> took off. Yeah, just enough to get my my eyesight over it to get a general idea of what it is, and then I probably as soon as I had that, I probably would have bounced, bolted. Yeah, I, yeah, I probably would have checked it out. I don't know. It reminds me the red light. If you listen to our very 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 first episode, our kind of like intro episode. The story of my mom, where the red light came into the house, right? Also yeah, reminds me of that, which kind of freaks me out. But yeah, I don't know if I'd look or not. I mean, best guess, other than some way out of field, you know, way out of left field military exercise. Yeah, what, is there any kind of, is there any kind of tr- like, like I'm gonna say infrared because that's the first thing that pops into my head. Like if they're using an infrared camera, does any is any type of technology cast a red glow? Like I'm that? not sure, man. I know that like sometimes they'll use red flashlights, like a flashlight with a red lens over it yeah. in the middle of the night. And I would assume it's more so for not blowing out your night eyes. It could be, but, but the, the fact that there was no sound also makes it that much more bizarre. Yeah, that's true too. I don't know. I mean, aside from that theory, I mean, <clears throat> I, I feel like it's probably not something from this planet. Probably a damn UFO. That's kind of what I'm leaning at. Which this is the second odd raccoon hunting story we got. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And in her story, there was she didn't specify it was a red light, but it lit red up lights too. It lit up the forest like it was broad daylight. So if that was. To the listener submitted story about the coon hunting that we read the uh, last was the last podcast or the one before last, if those lights were red that you or your husband saw, hit us up and let us know. Yeah, for sure. There might be some weird correlation there. Correlations going on. The aliens are pissed because you're hunting coons. Yeah. Our next story brings us back here to Illinois, and this is from my buddy Marshall. He sent this in to share with all of you. Hey guys, this is Marshall from Southern Illinois. I just wanted to uh, call in and share a story, an experience that I had um, out hiking in a creek. Um, I know Steve through Artifacts and uh, we've met up at shows and kicked it and stuff and so he he knows what I'm talking about. But uh, I was out hiking a creek and um, this particular creek is on the outskirts of a, uh, I wouldn't say like a large town, but a pretty good populated area, but it's, it's out away from the town and kind of going towards uh, maybe middle eastern Illinois, so it's pretty scarce as far as population goes once you get out there, but um, it was getting dusk out and I usually don't stay out in the creeks after dark because I mean obviously you can't see and you gotta bring a flashlight and you know it gets annoying and but I was having a good time down there and I had walked pretty far back into this creek 
and it's starting to get dusk and I'm already at a point of wanting to turn around because I have probably a good half hour 45 minute hike back to my car and um, it was definitely going to be dark by the time I got back to my car and I wasn't looking forward to that either because it's like a hike out of the creek through the woods and through a field so it's a it's a long one but I had this really eerie kind of strange feeling as the sun began to go down and I chalked it up to just having your sense your senses heightened you know from being out in the woods you know it's getting dark out and it's almost like a like a primal you know effect comes over you like you fall into this like sense of protection and just heightened sense of awareness of what's going on around and uh, I almost felt like I was being watched but I, like I said I chalked it up to just being maybe a little fearful of being in the woods in the dark but I'm walking and I'm getting to basically my turnaround point. There was a rock bar that I wanted to check out. I got to it and I'm looking and uh, I'm looking and I'm looking and I hear this really deep from the chest, like a grunt, like a <gasps> like an, it scared me to the bone. I remember hearing that and like the hairs on my arm stood straight up and it wasn't like a deer i've been deer hunting i've deer hunted i've heard deer grunts it wasn't like a grunt from a deer it was deep and from the chest Sorry guys, I'm merging into traffic right now. I probably shouldn't be telling this story while I'm talking, but uh, it is what it is. Um, maybe you can edit that out. But anyways, so I hear this grunt, this deep bellow, almost like a warning. And I know that I know in nature when animals do that, it's a it's a warning sign. Uh, turkeys will peck you know, uh, give a certain sound when they're alerted. Uh, other animals will do that in the woods. And when I heard that grunt, it it's almost like I became an animal myself. Like I got in straight defense mode. I had a stick in one hand and a knife in the other. And this is probably not the safest thing to do. But I began essentially running through this creek the opposite direction of said grunt <laughs> uh, with a stick in one hand, my walking stick, and uh, a knife ready to basically attack anything that might try to attack me. And um, just a very scary situation. Didn't like it. I still go to this creek, but I do not go there alone. And uh, I refuse to go to this spot by myself now because of this incident and also uh, I looked into Bigfoot sightings in my area and it's been 30 or so years but there actually are reports of Bigfoot sightings in this very particular area that I was in which was kind of freaky and I also shared a photo 
with Steve, which I believe he posted on the socials for House Guy, of a footprint or a supposed footprint that I found in the same creek. And the footprint that I found was in the middle, it was in the middle of wintertime. When I was walking the creek before, when I heard the grunt, that was summertime. Um, the footprint that I found was in wintertime. And rock bars are froze solid. Um, a grown man like myself, I weigh roughly 200 pounds. I can walk in a creek on a rock bar in wintertime and not leave a single track. I don't weigh enough to break the ground. Um, this particular print that I found was in the rock bar and it was a very, to me, a very obvious footprint. And it was larger than mine. It was, it was a little larger than my foot and the shape of it was in the shape of a foot as well. Like it, you could see the kind of the toe from the left side. It was a right foot from what it looked like to me. Or no, a left foot, my bad. Um, you could see the like the little toe area going like starting lower and curving upwards towards the big toe. Um, which to me signified a barefoot print. Um, because with a shoe, normally it just rounds off. And that was just a strange thing to see. I don't necessarily, like, I have the photo. And I don't, like, go around showing it to people being like, I found a Bigfoot track. But what else could it be? You know, like, is there a 300, 400-pound man walking around in my creeks barefoot, you know, at freezing temperatures? I doubt it. Um, also, a thing about this this print that I found, it's in a part of the creek that's kind of a narrower stretch. I would say it's not any wider than your average vehicle, like your sedan. And uh, it's a one singular print, almost as if whatever left it was trying to avoid stepping in the creek itself, maybe due to it being so cold. Like it stepped one foot in the creek and the other foot out of the creek. So a, fair, a fairly large stride at that. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that story with you guys. I enjoy the podcast. I listen every Monday and get a kick out of it. I'm totally into cryptids and aliens and ghosts and been into that stuff my whole life. And I do have some other stories that I will be sharing, just different experiences Um from when I was a child up until now, but that's probably my most exciting possible encounter with the paranormal. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for your call in, Marshall. That that was awesome. I was hoping to get a little context with the photo, so this definitely ties it all together. If anybody remembers the photo, I'll post it again just to make sure everybody sees it, but it's, it's it seems legit to me. Like, you can even see where the frozen ground and the rocks were pushed in by the weight of whatever stepped foot on that gravel bar. And a lot of my buddies from the artifact world do creek hunt. And so they're out in the middle of nowhere, like way the fuck back in the woods. So if, if anybody's going to see or hear some odd shit, it's probably going to be these guys and the hunters that are all the way back in these places that people don't normally go to. Right. And that's that story. When you 
said the grunt, it gave me goosebumps. Like, For sure. It, it's fucking weird. Dude, I loved it. And I, You say you have other stories. I say bring him the fuck on because, dude, your way of telling stories, it was awesome. It was compelling. And it just sounds, you sound genuine. The story was, it was awesome. I mean, there's no getting around it. And like you were saying, I love your description on how, like, because we all have that feeling when we're in the woods. I, I mean, me and my dudes talk about that. it all the time. Just going to say that. How, like, when you're out there, you you always feel like something's watching you. You know, like you said, your your senses are heightened almost like it's a primal thing. And then when you gave the grunt, and, it, I mean, my thought process matched exactly what you said. Like, this was your warning shot, dude. Like, get the fuck out You need out to go here. away <laughs> because this is my spot. And, and it's 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 a terrible feeling when you're in the woods. And, for sure. And that just like you'd be having a good time, just being out there hunting, mushroom hunting, artifact hunting, doing whatever, doing whatever you're doing. And when that comes on you, yeah, it's awful, dude. It's it's nuts. You're like shit. I need to get out of here. Yeah. And especially like he said, he's 45 minutes away from his truck. Yeah. You know, or his so car. He's got a minute to get back. And, and, and then you have I, to have your back turned to it the whole yeah, way and, the fuck out of there. And if I remember right, he said, you know, the sun was slowly starting to go down. So you've got that weighing on you too. Like shit, it's a, if I don't hurt, if I don't get with it, the sun's going to go down and I'm not seeing nothing. Oh man, that'd be awful. Dude. Marshall, you should take us out there. You don't, have to, you don't have to take me to your Creek, but just take us to the Bigfoot area. For sure. That would be dope. You could, dude, you could put me in a Creek and I wouldn't know what the hell an arrowhead was anyway. So <laughs> it don't matter. I can't find shit. And I'm, I don't really, it's whatever, but, uh, <laughs> dude, I love the story. It was awesome. It's creepy. Yeah. I think this story, it's the worst this, this feeling, is one of the worst feeling in the world. It's one of them awesome. Down. And just like, I could totally picture it too. Like when he said, like, I almost like went into ant, like I was an animal too after that. Like, yeah. At Not this the top point, of the fucking food chain anymore. Yeah. Dog. Like, yeah. Like at this point it's like, shit, like your fight or flight comes in and you're like, well, I, I don't have much, but I've got this knife and a stick, and you know if it, if it comes down to it, I'm throwing down. <laughs> get to getting. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was just an awesome story. I'm I'm kind of blown away by it right now. And the footprint, the I love that the footprint that you sent us earlier, kind of validates this sighting as well, even though they're on different occasions, but. You know, and like you said, the area has been known for sightings as many as 30, 40 years ago. So, I mean, something like something's got to be going on for a specific area sure. to have that much, uh, that many sightings and that, that much Absolutely. history behind it. And then another thing I was going to say is uh, it's weird because when you initially think about Bigfoot, you, you do hear the, the accounts where people claim that Bigfoot's nice and friendly and yada, 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 but the more I actually listen to these Bigfoot stories and the more that come out, dude, there are people out there that are petrified of it. And you're, I'm talking about people who have hunted all their lives and they have this one single encounter with them and they will never go hunting again. They yeah, don't even go no, back into nope. the woods anymore. Done. And they, they didn't even get what you got. Like all they did was see something jet across the path or, catch a glimpse of something and it frightened them so much or even smelled the smell out of the ordinary yeah you know? and they're like they're i'm like, not nope. fucking going back there. deuces i'm out you know it's 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 crazy how the the more you look into these types of things the more the puzzle pieces slowly start to fit together and 
all the accounts, they have their similarities to them. And like you and me were talking before, like out of a hundred people, if all of them are lying except for the one, it's still real. It's still real. <laughs> yeah. Or if they're all misidentifying something except one. Yeah. You only have to have a one point zero 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 one percent to be spot on for it to be real. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's it. And are is is everybody misidentifying? Is everybody seeing shit Absolutely. that's not real? Like there's too much evidence for yeah, and then something there. The last thing that I have is the actual description of the footprint and how like, you hear it from everybody that these things take massive strides. Yeah, the like their stride. His description is, of the creek was spot on. Like I right. said, it was about as wide as a car. That's a pretty good damn step. Hell yeah! And how he described the toes and shit. Like I, I love that picture. I shared it on Bigfoot sites and all kinds of shit. Just, just to let you know, I was throwing it all over out there. The fact that you can see the weight had pushed down the frozen ground, like it broke chunks of the ground off. If you look closely. And they sunk into the weight of whatever stepped down there. Right. I mean, unless you got Shaquille O'Neal or LeBron James out there All playing in your creeks. And I you're mean, riding on his back. Yeah. You know, if, unless they're out there playing in your creeks, dude. Barefoot. Yeah. In the winter. Yeah. Like, Which I, I don't, don't see that happening. But nevertheless, man, I think I think you're genuine, and I think the story is genuine. And I think pretty that dope. you were probably within feet of something that you'd never thought you were going to see before in your life. And you're probably not mad that you didn't because he sounded like he didn't want you to be there <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so you said you got more stories, so definitely fire them our way, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. We love them, especially locals and coming from dudes. We know it's, it's awesome. Yep. Thanks again, man. All right. For our last listener encounter of the day, we are swiping it back around to Josh from Georgia who added another call. Again, he is the host of Cryptid Chasers podcast, so definitely check over and give his stuff a listen. So this is Josh's second experience he shared with us. Hey guys, this is Josh again. I was wanting to call in another story to you guys. I think you could use this one probably for your, I thought you were looking for one specifically for a Halloween episode. Um, and I thought I had a pretty good story for you guys. Um, this happened uh, It happened several, several years ago. I was probably in, I had to have been in elementary school at the time when this happened. So, I mean, at least 10 years ago, more than, I'm sure. Actually, it has, has to have been more than. Um, but I'm not good with time. <laughs> um, but I don't remember a lot of details about it, but I remember, I know for sure it was in, the winter time, uh, because during the winter, the, my bedroom would get extremely cold because it was a converted porch, so I had to sleep in the living room on the couch, um, which I didn't really mind. But it was late at night, and the way I laid on the couch, I would lay facing these windows that were on the other side of the house. Um, out past those windows was nothing but um, trees. They're like they're just We lived kind of on the edge of some woods and there was nothing back there, uh, there was no roads, anything like that. And I remember all of a sudden that these windows just lit up green, and I, I don't know 
it was like a very bright green light. It was bright, but it was dull, um, almost like a sickly green color. And I can't explain where it could possibly have come from. Uh, like I said, I wasn't. Um, the windows aren't facing any roads. There's no. There was no light back there. There's so there was nothing that should have been making that light come through the window. Um, but it was. Um, and I don't remember really reacting very much. I think I just kind of tried to ignore it and go back to sleep. I don't think it was really until later that I thought this was really strange. Um, but something else that happened that night, I, to be fair, I feel like this is possible. This could be a false memory because, like I said, it was, I was in elementary school at the time, so this was a long time ago. Um, but I have a memory from that same night of two small, like, floating red orbs, um, like, just coming in through the window, like, not opening the window, but, like, kind of phasing through it and coming in and floating around in the living room. Uh, I can't explain that. Like I said, I don't know. I, it's highly possible that I could have been dreaming, but if I was dreaming, it was one of the most vivid dreams that I have had, um, and it was, it was probably one of the craziest experiences that I've had because it's, it, it didn't really bother me at the time, but thinking back on it now, like, if it was, let's say it was aliens or something like that, if it was a UFO in the backyard, which I don't, not saying it necessarily was, but I am saying I can't say for sure what it was, you know, what could have happened <laughs> that night, um, so looking back on it, it is a little freaky, but that's my story. I feel like I'm kind of rambling now, but I just thought I would share that with you. I thought that makes a good Halloween story because it is creepy, you know, stuff coming in your house. But anyways, um, keep up the good work, guys. Talk to you all later. All right. Thanks again for your second experience, Josh. You and these lights, man. That's what Freaking, I'm saying. <laughs> they're just flocking to you. It's yeah. It kind of correlates with the... The red light story that was shared, just a different color. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know. And again, it reminds me of the story that my mom had with the light coming through the windows. Granted, hers was red and this one's green. It's just so it's so bizarre. I picture the the color that he's talking about. Like, and it, it, it makes me think of the uh, aurora borealis. Yeah, like, like that that green color, but it's definitely not going to be that where you're at. Um. But I do find it a definite connection, you seeing this crazy green light, and then later on that night, you have orbs coming in your house, checking shit out. Yeah, I wouldn't discredit that no. to false memories or anything, because... No, unless that unless that green light that you've seen, unless that was like a quick flash, like maybe, which would be accompanied by a noise, but like maybe like a, a transformer on a power line blowing up or something... Aside from that, like, dude, it's it's suspect, man. Like, something something crazy. It's yeah. It's more. It's it's beyond coincidence that the two things happened on the same night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And when the when the red orbs came into your house, like, that's weird. That's creepy shit. Yeah, because for it's sure. almost like they were like they were in there scouting shit out. Is what what I see it. Like, all right, let's. I'm gonna jump on Kyle's. Uh, lane here and let's say it is aliens yeah. so you get to 
you get the giant green light coming over your house, filling your house up with light, and they're like, all right, this is the place we want to scope out. Fucking Independence Day and shit. And then later that night, they send out their two little red drones to go in there, like, let's just get a closer look. And they come in and start scoping your house out. Like, that shit's creepy. Yeah, and then, like, uh, Steve was pointing out how you were seeing that stuff, and I'm, I think it was the um, the original green light, and you were like, yeah. I think I'm just going to go to sleep now. I'm tired. Yeah. Why is that everyone's response? <laughs> Even Kyle's response yeah, dude, to his I'm shit. I'm the same way. They're like, oh, damn, this weird-ass light's shining through my house. Whatever. I'm, I'm going gonna take to bed, a nap. yo. Yeah, I mean, I, it almost makes it... Well, I mean, I heard a story where uh, the dude was in his house, and all of a sudden, he uh, he started getting super tired. So, I mean, so so tired that he made it to the, the first available room with a couch in it that he could. Just crashed? Crashed, but as he was, like, in that in-between state or getting ready to fall asleep or whatever, he heard his back patio um, screen door, and it's like one of those... Fuck that. It's like one of those uh, old-school wooden ones. You know, you you open it, and it's Pardon like... Pardon my bam, It smacks real hard. You know what I'm... You no can picture it. No way. He hears that open... And then he hears a bunch of little feet run down the hallway, and he can see them because he can look right out the door. He sees all these little, these little like little creatures just running down the hallway, and but they go to his room where they expect him to be asleep. What? I swear, I swear. And uh, it's on. He's like, it, it's almost like they got frustrated because they, I wasn't where they thought I was gonna be, and then they ended up bouncing. They left. Or he thinks they left. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Because they might have started checking out the house, and he might have went oh, full hell on sleep. No, but yeah, that I mean, I'm never sleeping again. It is crazy. It is crazy, that especially one of them four sleeps where you're just like, uh, like you're so tired, you just don't want to do anything. Yeah, you're like man, this situation sucks, but I'm just gonna fall asleep. <laughs> Splat, you're done. That's creepy. Where did you hear that at? Uh, I don't remember, Some man. Podcast probably. Probably. I'm obsessed with this shit. Oh, but, dude, uh, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's not. Can you imagine being so tired? You I think that was down? on. Uh, I think it was on Tony Merkel's show. There's one. Uh, the, I think it was on the episode where a guy uh, was having uh, like missing time stuff going on. Oh, damn! Yeah, shout yeah. out to Tony Merkel in the, the Confessionals. Confessionals podcast. Check that out. Yeah, he man, has a good he does one. Like interview styles, and he has some people on there with some crazy, awesome, stories. awesome stories. Check that out too if you guys want to keep in the paranormal, creepy world. Yeah, for professionals. sure. Dude, that is so. That gave me goosebumps. Dude, it sucks. Dude, it makes you wonder like what happened to Josh's house after he fell asleep. Damn. After the red lights came in, he's just out. Don't of it. listen to this part, That's Josh. Creepy. Just go to sleep. Yeah, don't pay attention <laughs> to us. That's nuts. But, yeah, man, I I don't know. Hell with that. It would suck, man. And I've been there. I've had never, those thoughts. I ain't never going to bed again. It's not usually. I mean, well, the idea of sleep is nice. Except for when it's accompanied by strange things that you don't know what the fuck they are. The exact second that back door shut. Oh, dude, I would have I lost my shit. Dude, maybe it was the tooth fairy. <laughs> Better outcome than what. Maybe you know, they I are the think. tooth fairy. What are they doing? Just jacking people's teeth? Yeah. That fucking sucks. Maybe they use it for intergalactic space fuel. No, 
Never, I mean, you don't know. You don't travel intergalactic. I don't. I don't. And uh, anything's possible, I guess. I mean, <laughs> believe that. I mean, we derailed. Yeah, we're we're definitely going off the rails here. Yep, it's time anyway. So first off, I want to thank everybody who put in their stories for this episode. It was absolutely awesome. great stories. Creepy, creepy stuff out there. Yeah, and hopefully we can keep this up because I had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, I love hearing. Hopefully it. you guys, hopefully you guys really enjoy it too. Yeah, if you guys like it, make sure you get the word out there. Get your stories in here, and if if we can gather enough enough stories maybe we can do this once once every three months or once every month depending on how many stories we get in we can once do a, a month listener. would be rad yeah we, we could do a listener episode so keep them coming it's definitely awesome for sure thank you for tuning in today we're sorry we missed last week but we hope this kind of made up for it uh, check us out on all our socials yep. facebook and all that stuff yep and uh shout out to my sister again for going way out of your way to get us all this cool stuff and uh, basically just promote the podcast yeah, it's as dope. much as you have. I'll sh- try to share those uh, sticker pictures too. She posted it to the fan group page, so if anybody's on the regular page and not the fan group, you can pop over there and join that. Just take part in all the camaraderie going on over there. Yeah. Now we got them alien cans, son. Yeah, out of this world, booze. It's awesome. Anyway, if you got a story, you know how to get it to us. So until we meet again, stay out there and let's get weird. Be safe.